sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's up? What day is it? Good Dude, afternoon. I just totally forgot what day it is. I actually asked Gabby the intern today. We were sitting on the sitting over there, and I was like, hey, what day is it? And then she told me, and I just forgot again. I've also said happy Doesn't Wednesday. Doesn't it kind of feel like a, it feels like a Wednesday yeah, to me? Yeah, I thought reason. it was halfway through the week, and it is depressing to know that it's only Tuesday. What? That's not depressing. Tuesday. What? That's not depressing. Terrible Tuesday. No good, very bad Tuesday. I can't think of any alliteration for Tuesday that's positive. Terrific yeah. Tuesday. There we go. Come on. I positive t- attitude. Act enthusiastic and you'll be enthusiastic. Oh, yeah? Did you learn that in your sales meeting today? How did that go for you? Learned that from Dell Carnegie Training. Dell Carnegie once, Training. Once upon a time. I learned from Gab of the Intern, if you keep your emotions even kill. In fact, if you even act a little bit more sad than you really are, it helps you get through the day faster. So I'm taking Gabby the Intern's way. She's taught me so much about my emotions. I don't believe that, Gabby. Is that true? Sure, let's go with that. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? She's a good sport. I like this gal. Uh, Gabby, the intern, is going to be doing game time with Gabby with us. I'll come up about in the 4.30 hour uh, or 4.30 mark of this hour. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Did Eric. you say in the 4.30 hour? Yeah, I, dude, I'm telling you, it has been. It's in the 4.30 hour. <laughs> it's it's at 4.30 o'clock. <laughs> Uh, uh, Eric Franson there I'm AJ Salveson and Gabby the intern joins us here on the Full Court Press 106 on FM 1390 AM The Fan we're also on 106onthefan.com and you can stream us on our podcast as well on iTunes Stitcher and Spotify uh, on the Full Court Press just type in Eric Center my name or the Full Court Press and you'll be able to get it don't forget you can join the show as well by texting in at 435-339-0321 that's 435-339-0321 or you can call in at four three five seven five two one zero six nine, we uh, got a lot to get to today. There's kind of a sort of little big basketball game going on tonight that features a local team here, Utah State, getting ready for Colorado State in Moby Arena. Winner take uh, second place and sole possession of it, which could go a long ways in not having to see that undefeated San Diego State Aztec team until the championship. Right, and we talked about this before. There, it, there's this big mass of teams huddled together that are all really, really close, and so this wins like this are important for multiple reasons. One, for separation, to create a little bit of space between Utah State and everybody else, but perhaps even more important than that. Well, let me add on to that because of what you've said about the the tournament. Seeding in the tournament is going to be very important. Yeah. But then on top of that, and we've discussed this a little bit yesterday, the NCAA net rankings, this is one of the last few times Utah State has an opportunity for a quality road win. This would be one of those. Absolutely. Uh, And and then there's other major reasons. I mean, the fact that you, you talk about quality road win, Eric, they only have two true road wins coming against against very lesser opponents. That's San Jose State and Wyoming. Uh, and then they have a couple of nice neutral court wins, but they also have a couple of really bad losses 
on the road. So this Colorado State game is, and I, I hate to do this, but it's a must win if you still want to be even in consideration for an at-large bid, assuming yes. that you get make, make it to the conference championship game. Absolutely. I mean, the, the loss at UNLV and the loss at Air Force are really bad losses. Killer losses, yeah. I mean, Utah State has a nice win over LSU, who's doing a nice job in the top 25. They have a nice win over Florida, but those were neutral site wins. And Utah State really doesn't have a quality road win yet. This deep into the year, they don't have a quality road win. They yeah. do have some road wins, but it was at San Jose, crap team. At Wyoming, crap team. <laughs> yeah. They had some neutral site things that were away from the spectrum, but those aren't really considered road games. No. I mean, the game in Florida against Florida, I would love to count as a true road win. We can't because it's not at Florida Gators Arena, but it's in Florida. Massive Florida crowd there. It was it was loud. And they still went and picked up a big W. The sad part is, is they look at that and say, well, it's a neutral court win. It's in the home state of Florida for crying out loud, but it is what it is. I, I, I agreed. And so this this team did not play well at UNLV on the road. Utah State did not play well at Air Force on the road. They got it together and had this really good second half against Wyoming. But Wyoming's terrible. Terrible. San Jose State is terrible. So they've they've played some really good defense lately. And, and since they hit that skid there in January, they've really dialed up the defense with the uh, San Diego State game and San Diego a little bit different. But USU is doing a nice job defensively of holding teams well below their averages. Yeah. but And Colorado State at home, they score well above their average. They love being at home. Like we talked to the, the other day, they've only lost one game at home in conference play, I think actually all year. And uh, that was the San Diego State. But this is a team in their last six home games, they're averaging almost 90 points a game. Ajay, that's incredible for a college basketball team. Yeah. Uh, and and then like you said, defensively, they've also been on par. Now I know you look at the like you look at the Boise State game at Boise State before the meltdown started. They had Boise State at what fifty or forty eight points or something like that to a really I almost for Boise State it would have been a season low until things got chaotic. You kept San Diego State at bay at San Diego State for the most part. You shut down Wyoming. You shut down Colorado State. Uh, you beat your whole Air Force of 47 at home, uh, 45 at Wyoming, and then you limit UNLV to 54 and hold Boise State to 61 at home. So their defense has been there. In fact, the defense is going to need to travel tonight because I'm telling you this, and I think you would agree, Eric, that Nico Carvacho looks forward to playing Amish Keta at home. Like, remember last year when, I mean, Keta did what he want and had a show-out game at the Spectrum last year, including that coast-to-coast dunk on Nico. Nico came back at Colorado State. That game went to overtime, and Nico played phenomenal, really good basketball. Expect the same kind of energy from Nico tonight in front of a sold-out Moby Arena crowd. You, you have to prepare for that, that, that. Expect that to happen. But besides Nico, 
uh, and the presence that he provides in the post. This is a young Colorado State team that likes to shoot the three-pointer. Mainly Thistlewood. <laughs> Thistlewood. Thistlewood. I, F- dude, I have a lisp. Dude, don't. Stop it. Sorry, I have a hard time saying Thistlewood. Freaking go to H-U-L double hockey stands. But Colorado State, get this. Chew on this. They are 13-0 and when they make eight or more three-pointers. So that, so that three-point defense has got to be key. They're four and eight when they fall below that mark. So it's signif- It's a significant number. Well, the Aggies are 26-0 and when Brito scores in double figures in Brito's career. So take that, Colorado State. So here's the question is, uh, who's more of a problem in your mind? Thistlewood? I hate you. <laughs> Thistlewood or Nico <laughs> Carvacho? I hate you so bad. Mine's accidental. Yours is purpose. No, I think. No, I can't speak. Uh, uh, hey, I don't want to say his name, but now I can't. Sacrifice everything. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson here. Oh, gosh. No, we're so off. <laughs> Even Gabby's in the corner of my eye laughing, and I can't look at her because I'll just lose She's it. like, what is going on in here? <laughs> I think Nico, Carva- Nico Carvacho. <laughs> I, I want to do it just to make fun of him. <laughs> what are you going to say about I think Nico? he and Keta balance each other out pretty well. But what, I, what I'm concerned about is the other players, how well do they cancel out the Colorado State shooting threat? I think that Utah State can. I think that they did in the game that was in Logan. But um, you know, Thistlewood did play really well in that, in that game. Say it with a, with a straight face. I I, was, I tried really hard. But that that that's got to be a key. That perimeter defense for Utah State. Colorado State plays really really well at home. Uh, they they're on a hot streak. They've won ten of their last twelve. Uh, and in those games, they've looked really, really strong. Um, the uh, the only losses that they've had in that stretch were road games at USU, where they lost by 16, and when they uh, lost a close one at Nevada, that really kind of came down to the wire. But Nevada pulled it out, 167 to 61. So really, since mid December, well, this is a team that's only lost twice. Um, and uh, scoring a lot of points when they're doing it, too. So if Utah State can frustrate them, uh, take away space for three-point shot opportunities, then uh, uh, this young Colorado State team could get frustrated, and uh, it, that certainly plays into Utah State's favor with their more seasoned, more experienced roster. Are you worried about the Aggies going on the road in this, I mean, at this point of the season, um, what they call the dog days of basketball, if you want to mention it to uh, as, as late as we are, and trying to pick up a big road win like this with the fact that, you know, Carvacho and, and the squad is, is actually really humming, right? They had that loss to Utah State, and then after that, they've, lost, they've won eight of their last nine. That one loss comes to San Diego State. Like, I mean, I, I'm worried about tonight. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared about going to Colorado State, trying to pick up a must-win 
in Moby Arena in front of a sold-out crowd tonight against a really quality, good basketball team. Yeah, I'm concerned too because uh, not a lot of time to tr- in preparation to turn around and get ready for this game. Utah State played a late game on a Saturday night, uh, then had to turn around and get to Fort Collins for a game tonight. Uh, but besides Thistlewood, I mean, Stevens, Isaiah Stevens is a great shooter. He's averaging 40%, over 40% from beyond the arc. Um, but they actually have like a good handful of guys that average above 40% from beyond the arc. Kendall Moore is another one, 41.7%. Uh, Thistlewood averages 42.5%. So they've got, they've got shooters, and that concerns me. If Utah State, uh, Abel Porter, Sam Merrill, uh, Diogo, Brock, if they don't do a good job out on the perimeter – uh, guarding things, then uh, it, it could be a long night for USU. Yeah, it's in the, this, this is a Colorado State team that has revenge on their mind and they have momentum on their side. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I, I'm <laughs> Keda's gonna have to play better than he has the last two games, and that's and I say that as a compliment because he's played fantastic the last couple of games. If it, it seems like we're getting the the uh, old Nemeish back, if you want to, I mean, it feels like we've been saying that all season, but. I feel like we're starting to get there. We start, we're seeing glimpses of it more and more often. He's going to need to play the full 2018-19 Keta in every single bit of minute he gets. And I think he's going to play some heavy minutes tonight because I don't feel like Dorius can handle him. And I sure as heck can tell you right now, Kuba has no chance against Garvacho. So Keta's going to have to play heavy minutes tonight, and he's going to have to play really productive heavy minutes tonight too. Yeah, Carvacho is averaging 13 points a game, about 12.5 to 13 points a game. Uh, over 11 or about 11 rebounds a game uh, and he also affects shots um and so he he's a bigger guy down low but um if that outside shooting is not working for Colorado State look for them to just keep pouring it down into the post to have their more experienced guy in the middle yeah. try to do some damage for him what about the uh, I know I know we talked a little bit about the guard play so far and the other thing about him is that they're just quick when they have ball movement, Colorado State does, they are hard to guard, extremely hard. And they're probably the best ball-moving team next to San Diego State. Like the ball is, They do a great job of moving the ball around the perimeter from left to right until they can get Carvacho a look, or moving to left to right until they can find a lane. The thing is, though, is that if you sink in too much, they've got good three-point shooters all the way around, and you just can't. You, I think you already mentioned it, but you can't let them get into an offensive rhythm. That's when you're going to get hurt. Yeah, that's a great point. You have to stay home with your guys. Yeah, that's a great you, to put you, you it. Can't I like give that. them can't give them space. You can't cheat um, because they'll swing the ball around. Like you said, they have good ball movement. Uh, guys that uh, may be a little bit young, but they're not afraid to shoot. Uh, do we wait to give predictions, or do you want to wait later tonight to do that? Uh, let's do that next hour. Okay, I was going to say keys and predictions for tonight to Colorado State, Utah State. By the way, that game is at 7.30. That's right. That's it an is odd the time. last game that is an – well, no, it is not because Wyoming's a 7 o'clock time now as well. I think it was 8 o'clock before they moved it to 7 now, if I'm not mistaken. So 7.30 against Colorado State on CBS Sports. Uh, don't forget your pregame with Al Lewis is, as always, an hour before game, so 6.30. Uh, you will get uh, with Jalen Moore. For the pregame, you'll get thoughts and keys from Al. You'll hear from Craig Smith uh, from yesterday's presser. As we've already played it, you'll get it again in a more in a soundbite format, if you will. 
Uh, and then after the game, John Russell Al Lewis will conclude the night for you uh, and allow you to be a part of the show in the post game, where you can call into KVNU, share your thoughts, concerns, and questions. Do the Aggies get a win and take sole possession to second place? This is a monster, monster game in regards to standings. If the Aggies can get the sweep here, things not out of the woods yet, but things are looking pretty good in uh, in, in that regard. And so, uh, yeah, should be a fun one tonight, Eric. I, I really am excited. I'm terrified, but I'm excited about tonight's game. It's one of those road environment games where you want to see how far Utah State has come since the UNLV and Air Force back-to-back blowouts. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This this is a this is a barometer game for Utah State. Are they for real? Have they really made significant improvements? Because uh, they they really have not played great on the road. No. And are they going to be? This is going to be a separation game. Are they contenders or pretenders? Uh, if they want to be contenders, they have to get this win. If they want to be able to be in that conference championship game early March, they have to win this game. Yeah. I was going to uh, going to play a clip here, but I, I can't find it. Or at least the sound's not working. Dang it. It's uh, <laughs> it's off of The Office. It's one of my favorite clips ever. Oh, there it is. Hold on. Let's see if I can find it. Pick up. Hello? This is Mike Tyson. <laughs> Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. You can stream us on 106onthefan.com. Eric Prance and Ajay Salveson, Gab of the Intern. Joining us here, it is time for everybody's favorite segment of the week. Not pick six with Mr. Cuss. Nope. 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 Not anymore. Gabby. So this was new that you started, that you were calling, you are referring to him this way. I, no, it is this. not, dude. This hey, is the first time I've heard this. When he's like, what the cuss? And I'm like, okay, Adam, dude. the intern has been with us for like months and... This is the first time I've ever heard to him refer to That's because you don't Mr. spend Cuss. any time with with with, with the uh, loser club in the back, I guess, huh? Because you're up with the cool people now. No, aren't I'm you? not even allowed back yeah, you in my are. old space anymore. You like co-opted it. Sorry, there's no room for you in here. No, there's room in there. You just don't want to make room just, in there for us. Just me and Rod and the cool interns. We take up all the chairs. Okay, Rod is. We could boot Rod out, and I don't think we'd lose a whole lot. I love him. But I just don't. I don't see that being really that big of an issue. We just have Rod switch. Oh, there we go. We'll put Rod into that one, and you can come hang out with us. I really don't think Rod would like it up where I am right now. He wouldn't mind it one bit. If he can work with me in that back office and Gabby, he can work with anybody. Hmm. You're right. On second thought, maybe he would like it back up there. Be quieter. <laughs> Gabby, I know. I tell Gabby sometimes she needs to focus on work. And Gabby's like, oh, sorry. I was just telling you about how my week went. Because you asked how my week went. Yeah, but I didn't want the full details, Gabby. Okay. Wait, did you know she... Okay, Gabby. This is amazing. I'm about ready to get our game time music. That is not game time music. (laughs) 
the heck is this? Is Kenny G? It's like that song you probably Dude. played for your middle school girl you had a crush on. Asked her to the, uh, the the sock hop after school. Who, Shara? No. <laughs> no. It was George Strait. Check yes or no. That was the song. This is Super Mario 64. This is not Super Mario. This is bull. What is this? <laughs> I don't know what. You're, I don't know what is going on here. <laughs> okay, so anyways. Gay, did you know Gabby the intern has a really cool talent? She can sleep for a long time. Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty good at sleeping. Latest you've ever slept in till? Like just on a regular day? Yeah, sure. Um, like one or two, maybe. Oh, dude! What time okay. did you go to sleep? Like one or two. <laughs> <laughs> late to bed, late to rise. All right. It's fine. It's fine. It was during the summer. We're good. I don't know how you do that though. Like my body, automatic. Even when I get home late from a football trip or something, I automatically get up like at eight in the a.m. In the morning. I mean, my body's up. I can't sleep any later than that. I've never been able to do it. Some people would say that's sleeping in. Well, yeah. I guess for you and I it would be. There All right. Are we no, ready for game time with Gabby? There's no good game time music. I gave you a suggestion before we came out of our break. I don't remember what it you was. You just totally ignored it. No, I don't remember what it was. What was it? Too late. No, dude. Help me. Uh... Dude, if you don't help me, we're going to be playing something that, like, kids' church game time I think time you music, and I need to switch positions. And I'll do it. I swear. I'll play game or kids' game time church music. I'll do it. Don't think I won't. There is no Someone good needs game- to be over there that knows how to run things over there. Oh, stop it. Okay, I haven't screwed up anything. I just didn't find any good game time music for us. playing your seventh grade love music over there. Dude, that was good stuff. I, I, okay, and by the way, that said Super Mario 64. That was not Super Mario music. Oh, you know what? <gasps> hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, what's that game called? That uh, Mario music. Let's try this. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, it's a commercial. I hate commercials, by the way. All right, it is time for Game Time with Gabby, starring Gabby the Intern. You like this? Hey, there we go. I like that. I'm done with this. Okay. Okay, let's get going. My gosh. She wants to go home and go to sleep. Taking forever. Okay. <laughs> she, she's ready to get this done. <laughs> she wants to go home. Okay, first question. Enough of your thistle wood over there. <laughs> Sacrifice everything. Okay, <laughs> who won the most career NBA championships as a player? Okay, wait. If you answer, you have to answer win the lisp. I tried to get her to ask the questions that way. And yeah, she just, Gabby ain't gonna do that. She just okay? laughed at me. We're, we're, we're getting her over five words a day, Gabby. That's that's a that's a huge improvement. Okay, which player has won the most NBA championships? Yeah. Bill Russell. <laughs> yeah. Sixteen? No. Bill Russell is it, the right answer, right? Yeah, Bill Russell. Is it ten? Eight. It's eleven. Eleven. Oh. That was a dynasty. Though. Holy cow. Yeah, dude. That was an unread Arbok in that crew. Good night. Okay. This is a quote. So, you're the only one who can make a difference. Whatever your dream is, go for it. Who said it? Tim Tebow? No. <laughs> I hey, wait, what sport is this, though? You don't get that. What? Why not? How, there's how many athletes there are in the world. Yeah. Jim Bob from NHL could have said that. 
I'm going to say... Wait, is it really Jim Bob? No. (laughs) Okay, repeat the quote one more time. You're the only one who can make a difference. Whatever your dream is, go for it. Kobe Bryant. No. (laughs) I'd like to take a good guess. Mike Tyson. No. Oh. That one's kind of ironic. Who is it? Magic Johnson. Oh, dude. This is good. At least I had a Laker. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, It sounds like something Magic would say. Okay. Okay. Third question. What is the most watched sport in the world? Soccer. Soccer. Yep. Really? Weird, huh? I don't know why. I mean, see, I guess it's, wait, wait. If it's in the world, I do know why. Because soccer is a very popular sport outside yeah. the United States. Oh, it's huge. World Cup is like bigger yeah. than the Olympics. It's a religion. All right. Okay. Question number four. Who is the only baseball team to never make it to the World Series? Oh, uh, Montreal Expos. No. Only baseball team not to make the World Series? The only baseball team never to make it to the World Series. Oh, man. This could be tough. Uh, no. I think they San Diego Padres. No, they already made it. Tony Gwynn was in it. Oh, yes. Milwaukee Brewers? No. Colorado Rockies? No. No, they were in it against the uh, Boston Red Sox and got swept in 08. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's been in there. I'm not asking for an answer. I'm going to figure this one out. Um, Angels have won it. Giants have won it. Only baseball team not to make a World Series. Oh, Seattle Mariners. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mariners. Remember they had that 100-win season in 2001 and then choked to the Yankees in the... Oh, not Yankees. uh, One of the teams in 2000. Probably was the Yankees. Yeah, it might have been the Yankees. Yep. Or Ichiro Suzuki and... Ken Griffey Jr., Jr. Randy Johnson was part of that. Dude, that team was loaded. Great, great teams. Yeah, one of the great teams never to win a championship. Or even go. Yeah. That's nuts. Okay. Okay. Question number five. How many consecutive years did the Jazz miss the playoffs after Stockton's retirement? So they missed it with the 42-40 and 40 record. They finished one game or a half game behind Portland. That's one. Uh, Wait, consecutive years. That's what you're asking, right? Yeah. I think it's just one, isn't it? Or is it two? I'm going to say it was four. Was it three? It was three. Oh, it was three. Yeah. From 2003 to 2006. Was it that many years? And then they went on that freaking tear of a run in 2007 yeah, like, with Darren Williams. They went like, th- I think. Williams and Boozer. They went Corver, 37. Core, Karolinko. Uh, well, their home record was like 37 and four at home that year. They were unbelievable. And then got beat out. And got swept by San Antonio. Swept by the Spurs. That's amazing. Okay, question number six. What Yankee pitcher holds World Series records for games won and games lost? Oh, this could be a... uh, Games won and games lost. It's not Roger Clemens. Games won and games lost. Uh, I think Babe Ruth. CC Sabathia. No way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not Andy Pettit. Not Mike Messina. 
Uh, trying to think of back of the great pitchers in Yankees history. This could be a tough one. Uh, I don't know. Mariano Rivera. He's a saver. Closer. Yeah, but sometimes you get <laughs> a victory true. or a loss. Just if you're closer, That's okay. it's possible. Who was it? Whitey Ford. Ah, ha, ha. Wait, he played for... Wow. When, yeah. when did he play? Did a while play? ago. Who played for the Nets? Who's our Mets? Who's that one guy? Uh, Good, Gooden. Dwight, Dwight Gooden. All right. Dwight? Dwighty Ford? Whitey, Whitey Ford. Ford. Whitey, Whitey Ford. Ford. He had 10 wins and 8 losses. He was a 10-time All-Star. He played in the 50s and 60s. 10 and 8, though, in the World Series. Holy crap. 18 games he pitched in the World Series. That's amazing. All right. Okay, last question. What U.S. college sport honors its best player with the Hobie Baker Award? Hobie Baker Award. Google who Hobie Baker is. No. Uh, hockey. No. Yeah, it is hockey. What? Oh, my. Pull it out of your end. Are you serious? Didn't even they know have, that. Like, you they didn't know other... that. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. All good things. Must... I don't know what that is. Oh, that's Tom Brady. Oh, I should have left that commercial on. I wanted to see that. Um, you didn't know that. Has you didn't know some that. Some different names for things. Stop it. You didn't know that answer. You just totally guessed. I got it right. You guessed, but you got it right. Yeah, all right. Good. Hobie Baker. The ho Wait, where did he... Where did, who's Hobie Baker, though? You didn't do any further research on Mr. Hobie I, well, Baker? You keep asking me questions to my questions. <laughs> we I want to know. The, our well, listeners want to be educated. I'm working on it. Grandma B wants to know who Hector Hobie Baker is. She's driving around in her car, and she's like, Gabby, who's Hobie <laughs> Baker? I don't think she's asking that, but... Find out. Okay, I will. Uh, Mr. Hobie Baker. Hobie? We should we should call that our new game, the Hobie Baker game. And name it after Hobie Baker. Either that we can call it Thistlewood. <laughs> Hobie Baker and Thistlewood game. I'm trying to do some research here right now. Does he even exist? Hobie Baker was a legendary Princeton hockey player known as America's greatest amateur athlete 100 years ago. He played back in 1914. Okay, so it's a time to upgrade that award to maybe a new guy. Why? Dude, 1914? What about Heisman? Like Wayne Gretzky? When did Heisman play? For okay. football. That's different. Why? Because Hobie Baker... Okay, nobody knew about Hobie Baker. It's a college. You didn't know about you Hobie You didn't know? Baker. You didn't know about Hobie Baker and you're a big NHL so? fan. So? Okay then, see? I mean, why can't it be the Wayne Gretzky Award? Why hey, isn't there an award the named thing? after Wayne Gretzky, Here's the another greatest reason, to ever do it? One other reason why we should remember Hobie Baker. Okay, why? Not only was he a great college hockey player. I feel like there's a really unnecessary... Known for his coast-to-coast -coast dashes. Yeah, that's what I thought. In an era when hockey was contested by seven players and no forward passes. Take that. But he was also a member of the U.S. Army Air Corps... And died while testing a repaired aircraft at the end of World War One. Yeah. After he completed his military service. Okay, well here's the problem. Like, why, why can we call it the Charlie Conway Award? 
or the Goldberg Award or Julie the Cat Award. Like let's like let's let's modernize this thing. Hobie Baker, what, who nobody just, knew except for kids at Princeton at Princeton University. Story, only traditions. people who knew him. I don't even know what we're listening to anymore. There's only 38. It's only been awarded 38 times. Wow, really? Wait, what does it get awarded for? What is it? uh, How do they get the award then? Here's the criteria. Displaying outstanding skills in all phases of the game. Strength of character on and off the ice. Sportsmanship and scholastic achievement. So only 38 hockey players have ever... Being able to achieve that, we definitely need to rename the award then. Hobie Baker holds two high standards for hockey kids at Princeton University, nonetheless. They only started handing it out in 1981. So how many years are we at now? <laughs> Is that 38 years? That's been 38 years, yeah. yes. So wait, okay, time out. <laughs> now I have a problem. So this kid was born in 1914. No, he played in 19. Okay, then we have a serious problem because he played in 1914, but we didn't decide to name the award until 1981. First award was handed out in 1981. Why did it take so long? Because like, oh wait, we can't find anybody else who meets this Maybe uh, high college criteria, hockey so decided we need something similar to what the other sp- sports do. So they just like, you know what? Hobie Baker, he went to Princeton. He played hockey. He looked really fast. Let's let's pick him. Like nobody knows who. I mean, we we're learning about Hobie Baker live here on the Full Court Press. I guarantee you, our listeners didn't know who Hobie Baker was, and if you did, you're probably lying to me. Uh, USU club hockey. I think they have a game coming up here yeah. this week. We should. Uh, and then the uh, the playoffs are coming up soon too. Oh, really? Yeah. We should uh, we should present an award to them called the Hobie Baker Award, the Adam Thithowood Award. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, for, I, no, we should present the Hobie Baker. But we got it. Ice hockey. Do <laughs> you get an award for uh, being a great Hobie Baker? We don't know if, uh, know what this means, but Mister Thithowood would be really proud of you right now. Game time with Gabby. That was fun. That was good. Yeah. That was good. I feel like, I feel like we always, did better. Yeah, that was a better It always better crosses multiple different sport disciplines, which is good mental exercise. Well, it's not just mental exercise. It's the fact that sometimes we don't know crap. Like when she asks, who was the leader in assists in 2017 and 18? Oh, wait. I, I, maybe the guy who led in triple doubles that same year? I thought you would have known that one. Yeah, that will see. Okay, I was. my mind was off track because I was thinking of you know other things. You should have known that, Eric. Okay? <laughs> you were in sports radio. You should have known that answer. I should have. I take full responsibility you for should. not knowing that answer. You absolutely should. And you should have known Whitey Ford. I, I should have. Yeah. As a Yankees fan, I absolutely should have known that. But, we look, when you have so many World Series championships, it's hard to, it's hard to know <laughs> who's pitched what. Like, Mariano Rivera is a really actually great guess. Right? And who guessed that? Well, Not you, you did, but you but you were guessing just because the guess. I was just okay? throwing out names. Roger Clemens was an educated guess. Mike Mussina was an educated guess. Andy Pettit was an educated guess. Babe Ruth was definitely in that regard. You just, oh, you know, Mario Rivera, that's the only guy I know. <laughs> he played for the Yankees, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Gabby, thank you so much. Now you can go home and have your regulatory nap. Perfect. Grandma B, you can get back to work too. Thanks, Gabby. (laughs) We'll take a break. Coming back, Full Court Press. Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Friends and RJ South here on the Full Court Press 442. Your time is we uh, head down Main Street, get you through the first hour, and then we'll uh, get you ready for Utah State Colorado State 6:30 pregame. KVNU Al Lewis Jalen Moore post game with Al Lewis John Russell right after on the same station. You get to join in on the post game and call in and share your thoughts and have questions. And what we hope to be talking about is a Utah State win, big big one at Mobi Arena for both teams. And uh, a major, major effect on what the standings will look like come tomorrow morning. Uh, Eric, uh, let's. Uh, this came out yesterday, and we didn't really have a chance to get to it because we were, were crammed with so much other stuff as we recapped a wild weekend in sports. Uh, major League Baseball is taking a look at doing some different things. This is not a very popular opinion among many baseball fans and even more baseball players with what they're mulling as mulling as a, a significant changes to its postseason. Right. The the Major League Baseball did expand not too long ago to allow more teams to participate in the postseason with the one game playoff game, the one game wild card. And which frankly I don't know that I love, but it gives more teams opportunities to play, more tickets to sell, more T V games to be, you know, broadcast. I get that. But what what is being proposed, I think, is a little silly, Ajay. They're, they're, That's an understatement. They're proposing to go from 10 to 14 teams. But not only that, they want a reality TV aspect to this, uh, where teams get to like pick their opponents. It's going to be some televised event. Everybody's going to be seeing and revealed on live television. It doesn't really make a ton of sense. So here's... Here's what they're proposing. Let's, yeah, let's go through go. what's being yeah. proposed. There you go. And then we can react and see how other people are reacting to this too. So uh, you have the three division winners and four wild card teams making the postseason starting in 2022. The best team would receive a bye. The best team in the league re- would receive a, a bye into the division series. The two remaining division winners and the wild card team with the best record of the four would each host all games of a best-of-three series in the opening round. Now, then once you get past that, uh, once it, when, if you clinch and you get past the regular season, then this is where it gets kind of squirrely. The division winner with the second-best record would select its wild-card opponent from the three wild-card winners not hosting a series. The division winner with the worst record would then choose its opponent from the remaining two wildcard teams. The final matchup would pit the wildcard winner with the best record against a wildcard team not yet chosen. This is just, what the fetch. And again, as you mentioned, all the selections, they'd be revealed on TV, so for everyone to see. Yeah, the final night of the regular season. Could you imagine, do you know what the crazy part is? Is that people would watch it. It would get major, major re- like views on TV. It wouldn't get a positive review. It would still be watched, though, and that's all the Major League Baseball does care about. As long as you turn on the TV and go to ESPN or whatever to watch this reveal, that's all they care about. 
So he, let's just imagine the scenario. You're a team. You're fighting to get into the playoffs. You're not going to win your division. Okay, give us a team. Just pick a team and then kind of... St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, sounds good. Okay, say the, the Cardinals, they win the Central Division. Um, uh, well, they're in the hunt to win the Central Division. They they turn out that they finish second behind the Chicago Cubs because okay. obviously they're going to win the division. Okay, keep going. Okay, just keep that in mind. I'm tired. Yep. So then, uh, then it's a mystery as to who they're going to play, where they're going to go, what what's going to happen. Um, and so, say the Chicago Cubs win the division, they could say we match up well with that team. Look what we did in the regular season against these guys. So we'll pick them, or. Whatever. Our, our pitching rotations fit better with that team. So that may be an argument for it. I get that. But if you're one of those teams that's sitting around waiting, where do we go? What, what do we do? We have to wait for this team to pick favorites. I don't know. It just... You you, you play the, the regular season and you finish where you're at and you should know I'm in this team. I know I'm going to go play the, the team that's uh, won this division and this team, they had that order or whatever. And you've kind of been seeing this for maybe the last few weeks. Now it's playing out. So you kind of got it in mind. We may play one or two teams, but we've got it in our mind what we're going to do in the postseason. Hmm. Instead, it's who knows? You get to the end of the regular season and it's a total crapshoot who you're going to face. Do you think this would lessen the regular season in regards of how many games they play? Or are we still 162 no matter what? Does this... Or I guess the question should be more, does this put more emphasis on the regular season based on these opportunities? Well, I mean, I, I don't mind the idea of trying to get more teams involved, but what it does is it shortens them down to three-game series. Yeah. Just because you can't have a bunch of seven-game series yeah. or even five-game series, it just it takes more time. You're going to have more teams involved. You have to squeeze it. You're not going to be playing baseball into mid-November, um, and it just doesn't work. Or So... You know, I, I just on the surface, my initial reaction is I don't, I don't like this. I, I think it's it's kooky. Uh, I think this is a league that's kind of grabbing for for anything to try to be in the discussion once again to to shift the, the discussion away from this cheating scandal that's that's yeah, plagued take, yeah. the league. It's not just one team; it's multiple teams. So you and think this is just is, a distraction uh, or a decoy going on? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's it's a shell game. Let's let's focus your attention on something else that's going on. Because I'll tell you what, it like the commissioner Rob Manfred is taking an absolute verbal beating from not only fans but also and especially Eric players who are very upset. Even players who haven't competed in the postseason for eight, nine, ten years now are upset about this idea. In fact, uh, I believe. It was a Cincinnati Reds player that said, you're a joke. Yeah, that was Trevor Bauer. He's definitely outspoken on social media, and he called Rob Manfred a joke. He says that the proposal is absurd for too many reasons to type on Twitter. Uh, Didi Gregorius, why are we changing this lovable sport so much? Hmm. Baseball is definitely a league that is steeped in tradition and has traditionalists that don't want any change whatsoever. The way it was created eons ago is the way it should be played today. Even though a lot of things have still changed with baseball, the way they use analytics, and uh, there's been a lot of different things that have changed with the way that baseball is played. But 
They want baseball to remain as it is. I would agree. Is it is that I, the only reason baseball. to go for it, saying this this idea is dumb because this breaks tradition, or are there more reasons beyond that to say this maybe be a reasonable proposal, but really they're missing some things that that really matter. That that there you go. Because look, you always are looking to improve your product as a commissioner in a sport. Look what the NBA is doing to improve the NBA All-Star game. Look what the NFL is trying to do to improve their product. Uh, NHL, same thing, right? They're always trying to improve the product, but I don't think touching the playoffs, I think the playoffs are, are should be um, untouchable, like out of the realm. Like you don't consider changing the playoffs the way they are. This would be absolutely bonkers if they did this. Again, they would get a ton of views, a ton of views, on TV, watching, oh, wait, who's my team going to choose? Who do they want to play? Who the, who the Cubs want to face in the first round? I mean, and or is it strategy? And then you're going to have all this kind of conversation of, well, wait, who are they trying to avoid this team? Or are they trying to avoid this team? It would just lead to more questions instead of, let's just talk about the playoffs. Which is, uh, again, a huge problem. But I like what you said. It's a distraction. It's a decoy to get away from... Hey, by the way, how, why haven't you suspended any Astros yet for cheating in that scandal? It's a, I mean, I understand. It's just a bad way to go about it here, Mister Manfred. Like, you don't touch the playoffs, man. I, I don't, I don't honestly, I really don't like the idea of choosing your opponent. I mean, it sounds interesting. If I, if I, it gives me incentive, right, to sure. to be one of sure. the better teams because then I can choose the the matchup that better suits us, but. Look, you win your division. You have the record that you have. That's what you play for. You're playing for the best record, the best you can get. And just keep it simple. Yeah, why? Just don't overly why complicate may, Why make it more complicated? Absolutely. All right, I got to take a break. Coming back, we'll wrap up the first hour. It's here on the Full Court Press. Eric France and Andre Salveson, 106.9 FM, 13 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 13 AM, The Fan. Wrapping up the first hour for you. We'll get you ready for the second hour, which includes Utah State, Colorado State. Talk. Our predictions, our keys to the game. Aggies need this one much more than I think they've needed any other game so far in the Mountain West Conference play if they want to take sole possession of second place. And we'll talk Utah Jazz basketball. Eric, major, major win in Dallas. They sweep the Texas trip. Yeah, it was a big win for the Jazz. Uh, good to pick up some wins, pick up some momentum. And uh, great play off the bench once again for the Jazz. Yeah, that, really, the bench saved them in a big stretch. I would absolutely agree with that. How crazy is it? Because I ripped on Jordan Clarkson. I was just like, dude, this guy's a high-volume shooter. He's not very accurate. Wow, he's came to play. Absolutely came to play. Uh, we'll also get to our stat that blew our mind, our player of the week. And it's a Tell the Truth Tuesday, something we haven't really done that much. we got to get back to it. So we'll get to our Tell the Truth Tuesday. It might even be about Mr. Sithawood. Uh, we'll see you next hour. We'll see you next hour. <laughs> Not yet. We still got forty-five seconds. Uh, really quick, I got. I do got. <laughs> I do got to ask you. Did you guess on the hockey thing? On 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 the last award, 
Hobie Parker, whatever his name is. What, you don't think I knew that? No. You didn't even know about the guy, man. Come on. I knew about the award. You didn't... You... So you guessed. It just makes me mad that you got that and I didn't. <laughs> Second hour coming up here on the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Chargers and Phillip Rivers announced the veteran quarterback will hit the free agency market this spring. Even if he never plays another down, Rivers has had an impressive career. He's always been compared to the two quarterbacks that went in his draft, Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger. Rivers doesn't have Super Bowl rings, but he has been arguably more consistent than both Eli and Ben, at least in the regular season, which is both a blessing and a curse. Rivers is sixth all-time in passing yards. He's been named to the Pro Bowl eight times. With a resume like that, you should have at least one trip to the big game. It never happened for him, partly because they ran into Bill Belichick's Patriots at the height of their dominance, and partly because injuries and organizational problems that have held the team back. We'll see what happens in free agency. Maybe Phillip Rivers has one more chapter and a chance to add the finishing touches to a legacy that feels just a little bit incomplete. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.